welcome back, everyone, to another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties podcast. My name is Marcus Dusik, and with me yet again, we have five ritzy and red-hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube. Please introduce yourselves, adventurers. Hello, I'm Richard. I'm playing cricket. Hi, I'm Tessa. I am playing Christrid. I'm Toby, and I'm going to be playing Lonlin. No, we were doing so good. Yep. All right, cool. So last we left (laughs) off, our intrepid adventures. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. At this point, if you don't introduce yourselves, I'm just going ahead. So (laughs) (laughs) I was trying. I was trying to be. I was good for so many weeks. For so many weeks, I was good. I went first last week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Elliot, and I'm going to be playing Lizette. And I'm Craig, and I'm going to be playing Salem. Perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, Craig, to be fair, you didn't go last first last week. I did. But I uh, always <laughs> I went Well, I went actually. All right. So, last we left off, our intrepid adventurers had found themselves in the middle of a glacier in a mine that had been carved over many decades into this mine, looking for glacial erratics and ore deposits within the ice. They had traced this as the source of the storm outside of Bleak Spire, with cold winds blowing out of the mine opening. They, well, they needed to fight these incredibly scary ice monsters, these reflections, which every time they struck the ice, there was another chance of something else happening or a weapon falling out of the ice. There was also a chance, of course, of things going worse. And so it was discovered very quickly to not hit the ice for most of our party, at least. After defeating these reflections that had shown up, our party moved forward. They continued walking into the mines they found this old, well, a piece of an old frost giant temple or city with runes on it. There is some great information gained about the history of these runes, history of this uh, frost giant civilization. And then our party moved over to, well, a big wall of ice with glowing blue magical runes in front of it. As this wall was shattered by Lisette, an ice golem stood outlined in the broken, cracked ice, came forward and started attacking our party. Our party, with the aid of Gloria, yet again, dispatched this ice monster with a final blow coming from Christrid. But as the ice golem shattered apart, we saw the form of a dwarven man, long icicle beard, blue-white skin, glowing blue eyes, shards of ice for hair, wearing a glowing blue frost-covered ring on an arm made of ice, who, looking at your party, said, My deepest desire now is to kill you. And that is where we pick up. We pick up in the middle of combat. Christian, you have just smashed, 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 smashed into this golem, destroying it and revealing the dwarf within. It is still technically your turn if Ovis would like to do anything. Oh, yeah. 
Um, Obis will run forward. Uh, looking at the dwarf that appears there, uh, Christrid would say, you know, I was always told to fight people my own size. And then <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just like put my, um, put my fingers in my mouth and do a little whistle. Uh, Obis will charge forward and is going to do a charge attack. Let me find my stats here. Um, he can... Yes, he can ram attack. Um, and it does extra if he runs at least 20 feet forward towards the target beforehand. So is he running 20 feet, Marcus? Uh, he could easily like step back the five feet and then run forward for sure. Okay, great. Um, yeah. do do Ooh, it's an eight plus five, so a 13 to hit. A 13, unfortunately. Ovis okay. runs forward and slips on some of this ice here and loses a bit of his sure footing uh, mm. and goes a little bit to the side of where he was aiming. Okay. Uh, okay. I think that's it. <laughs> okay, perfect. On uh, After Ovis's turn, or uh, yes, uh, Salem, you have just watched this ice golem shatter and this frozen dwarf reveal himself and say that his deepest desire is now to kill you. Well, I'd really rather you didn't. Uh, and I'm going to rush forwards and booming blade with a shadow blade. So okay. shadow blade straight out. Uh, and that's going to be a 25 hit. Ooh, 25 will hit. Okay, so that's going to be uh, to begin with Three thunder damage, and man, I should put this all in the same macro. Uh, an additional seven points of psychic, and I guess it adds my dex mod to that as well, so 12, 12 points of psychic and three thunder. <clears throat> okay. Uh, perfect. And sorry, wreathed thunder, in a... Three thunder? three thunder, yeah, yeah, but that's just the initial. Uh, they are wreathed in thunder, awesome. and when they move, we'll take some extra damage. Perfect. Amazing. Absolutely. You run forward, stab your shadow blade through the like full plate of ice that this dwarf is wearing, uh, finding those weak spots. Uh, and there's this psychic scream that everyone can hear as this uh, shadow blade pierces this dwarf's side. Uh, and what else would you like to do? I'm going to burn some sorcery points to get back a second level spell slot. And that's it for Salem. Okay. Amazing. Yes, uh, shadows wreath Salem's body as this sorcery, the sorcerer's energy reflows into his, into their body. And uh, next up, it is in fact this dwarf. This dwarf, uh, at the start of their turn, is going to look at all of you. Uh, they're going to hold up this ring, uh, and as they look at all of you. They say, you all need to chill. And then they're going to like squeeze their hand uh, and you're going to watch the, uh, the ring flash. Uh, they are casting a spell. If anybody has counter spell, just giving you that. Soon. <laughs> Soon, like three more levels. Okay, perfect. Um, this uh, dwarf casts a spell you watch as from the center of them this wave of cold freezing air expands outwards can everybody 
please make me a constitution saving throw. And remember they're plus uh, three. <laughs> and remember, a lot of you, this would be against cold stuff. So you all drank those potions. So you should have advantage as well. Bless. That was a con save, you said? A constitution saving throw. With the save if you drank the potion. Yeah, with advantage if you drank the potion. And you, and uh, all of the, the benefits of being right beside a paladin. Okay, I got a, a 15 for... um. Sorry, no, 16 uh, for Cricket. And then I got an 18 for Pierre. Okay, Pierre succeeds, Cricket fails. D- uh, damn it! <laughs> Lizette got a 10. Lizette unfortunately fails as well. Got 21. A 21, you succeed. Uh, it's a 19 for Chris and a 7 for Opus. Okay, success and then failure. Here I was excited that I'd rolled a decent constitution saving throw for the first time in my life, and you take it away from me, 16 <laughs> fails. Uh, I'm going to cast Absorb Elements <laughs> as a reaction. So, uh, for anybody who succeeded on the save, uh, you will take uh, 14 points of cold damage. Everybody who failed takes 29 points of cold damage as this wave of cold air rushes out from the center of the dwarf uh, and as it does he looks at all of you uh, and says yes the cold like the loneliness you all feel inside uh, and with that it is uh, and actually um, they will actually they will move a little bit so uh, they will move um, and kind of get themselves up against that, that frozen wall behind, and exactly, boom. That is 10 points of thunder damage, and I would like to take an opportunity attack. Amazing. Absolutely. Opportunity attack? Uh, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're right up there, yeah, you can absolutely take an opportunity attack. I wish I had... I need Warcaster. Like opportunity attacks with Boonblade. Uh, okay. Uh, 26. 26 will hit. Eight points of psychic damage. Eight oh wait, no, hang on. I got an extra uh, d6 from Zorb Elements. One second. Oh right. Uh, not that uh, it's probably going to matter because I imagine he's resistant to cold. But you know, hey, uh, eight points of psychic damage and three more points of cold damage. Okay, perfect. Uh, you watch as your psychic damage punches in. Um, it seems to like some of it. The scream kind of echoes off of the ice armor, and then the cold damage you watch as just freezes on top of the ice armor and seems to add an extra layer. To the ice armor. Uh, no cold, cold bad. <laughs> uh, and uh, Chris, sorry, how much damage? It's all good. It was a 24 to hit, and Absolutely I hits. rolled a one on my damage, <laughs> but it's plus five now, so six damage. Okay, perfect. Amazing. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you, uh, this creature steps back, puts their back up against the ice wall, um, and that is their turn. So, we are moving on to Pierre. So, I I want you all to understand that if Pierre did not pass that saving throw, Pierre would be on the ground, not able to come up again. (laughs) Pierre! Uh, So, Pierre is going to grab the healing potion from Cricket's uh, belt 
and then scuttle away while he's saying, if one of you go down, I'll come back, but right now, I need to live. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry, everybody. I just, I know I'm letting you all down. I'm sorry. I, I just, I won't do any good if I'm also dead. That, I feel like that's a distraction, and I don't want to do that. Don't worry, Pierre. If we go down, you'll pour that healing potion down our guts, right? Oh, um, yes. I wasn't going to drink it right now. Totally. Definitely gonna, yeah, saving it for you. Yeah, uh, I'm really glad. <laughs> um, and, good luck. Uh, it. It's your turn. Perfect. Uh, I, I'm i going to look towards uh, uh, Salem. So cold doesn't work, but what about fire? And I'm pretty sure we can generate fire if we hit him really hard with steel. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to charge you directly at him with my swords. <laughs> Love the logic. Absolutely adore it. Yeah. Uh, Salem is just staring at this point. <laughs> just, just staring. Like, is that the way? No. Yeah. No? Uh, Maybe if one of your swords was flint, but... Uh... Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll see. Uh, so my first two main head attacks are going to be dealing... That's not a lot of damage. Uh, six and first? nine. Uh, sorry, 25 and 18. I apologize. Uh, yes, okay. Both of them hit the 18 just hits. Oh, thank goodness. I assumed that they were high numbers, so I was like, yeah, that works. Um, <laughs> so yeah, 15 damage total. Uh, and then I'm going to bonus action uh, strike with my other longsword. And uh, are your swords... Are they magical? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. This is unfortunate. Okay. I wanted that, that ice sword. Uh, on my I mean, offhand... You can always, always break some more ice. Who knows? You might happen. I look towards the party and I look towards <laughs> the ice. <laughs> and we'll consider that. Uh, anyway, seven damage on my... I, 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 got, I rolled a 22 on my uh, bonus action attack and got seven. Okay. Perfect. Uh, absolutely. You run forward. Uh, slamming into this thing, scraping against the ice of, like, this thing's arm, through the ice of its full plate armor, uh, and as you do, he just looks at you and says, Yes. Embrace the cold-hearted loneliness. Uh, and on initiative, uh, unless you have anything else, I believe that was all action bonus action. Nope, I'm good. Perfect. Uh, on initiative count 20, can everybody please make me a DC 15 constitution saving throw? You have advantage uh, because of the potions. Oh, no. Uh, even Pierre? Uh, yes, even Pierre. Oof, okay. I got a 12. Should I be rolling for Gloria, too? Oh, yeah, you should. Yeah, let's see if uh, Gloria succeeded on the uh, the first one as well. Con save? Uh, yes, con save. 22. 22, success. Where is my stack? Got a 18. Absolutely a success, definitely. Um, that is a, a 16 for Lizette, and then... I forgot, is Gloria... Gloria's a beholder kin, right? Uh, yes, Gloria is a Beholderkin. I forgot if it was a Beholderkin or a Starspawn. Okay. Starspawn um, was the other one. The, right. Yes. Which I can't remember if we named or not. I don't think we did. I don't think we named, I don't think we named that one. Um, Gloria got a, uh, a 16 too. A 16? Was that the for the first one or the second one? Well, did, that was did you... the first one. The second one 
That is a uh yeah. my brain is not good at math, but it's seventeen. That's a seventeen. Okay. Uh so Gloria uh failed the first one. Um mm-hmm. so takes twenty nine damage from the the freezing sphere that exploded outwards. Mm-hmm. Um uh and then succeeds on the second one. Everybody who I believe it's only Lonlin who failed the uh, the DC 15 on this second con save, right? I only got a 12, so yep. Alright, uh, Cricket got an 18, uh, but Pierre got 11. Okay. Or, yeah, 11. Uh, Lonlin and Pierre, you feel this cold uh, fall into your body and you feel your muscles freeze up and you look down and there is ice coating your shoes. You are both restrained. Oh no. Um, at the end of your turn, you can repeat the saving throw. Um, and uh, after that, though, Lonlin, it is your turn. Fantastic. Um, can. Okay, so sorry. If I am restrained, can I still cast, like, touch spells? Or do I have to break the grapple for that? Um. I believe you can still cast touch spells. Um, okay. Let me let me just double check. Um, restrained. Because like I don't want to attack. I just want to heal myself. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, I was just gonna say like from a um, yeah uh, like if it was an attack roll, you'd have disadvantage. But if you're just healing yourself, that's no problem. Yeah, yeah. You like I. Yeah. I only have seven HP, so I'm gonna cast uh, Cure Wounds on myself at second level and use my last spell slot, and that'll be my turn. Okay, perfect. At the end of your turn, um, can you please make another con save? You still have advantage. Sorry, I'm just adding my con save. Okay, with advantage. Oh my god, I cannot roll today. Um, okay, uh, that's a nine. A one a and nine. a nine. Yeah. You watch at the end of your turn, that ice that was on your feet moves up to about mid-thigh. Um, you get the sense that if you fail three times, you will be turned to ice, much like the people in the towns that you've passed. Guys, I'm not feeling so good. Uh, and... As Lonlin says, she's not feeling that good. Lizette, it is your turn. Did you just do the the Spider Man, the Peter Parker? <laughs> no, because I think that's copyright, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's valid. That's valid. Yeah. Um, how's how's everyone looking? I'm bloody. I'm very hurt. <laughs> Same. Quite surprising. Chris is like totally fine <laughs> and like really pissed off. But how's Ovis looking? <laughs> um, Ovis actually did not pass that save, so he might be stuck to the ground right now, too. Ovis is also currently stuck to the ground. But Ovis has not taken any damage. Not oh. even from the, uh, the, the freezing sphere that went off? The 29 damage from that? Oh. Oh. I don't think so. Oh, I mean, he probably should have, but... 
I don't remember when that was. <laughs> that was uh, the top of uh, this thing's turn, right after or right after Salem. Oh. Uh, when it held up its hand uh, and snapped its fingers, or like squeezed its fist. Because also, oh. I think snapping fingers to do a magic thing, I think, is also trademarked. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> was it? That one was 14 damage, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, uh, half, oh, to, it was 28 uh, half to 14. Yeah. If, if Ovis succeeded, I, I can't remember what Ovis rolled. So, yeah, then it was 14. Oh, okay. Sorry. I forgot to mark that. But yes, Ovis has taken damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, your party's looking kind of like some people are looking pretty rough, some people are looking pretty fine. Okay. Um. And and what's the what's like what's the the distance that everyone is from from this thing and from each other? Um, this thing probably stepped back about ten feet. Um, Salem and Chris are and Lonlin would actually be within about like five feet of each other as they were just kind of around this thing. Um. Oh, I guess actually, sorry. Hold up, Lonlin. Um, as this thing had stepped back, you would have gotten an opportunity to attack as well, if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, I would have. Um, All right. Absolutely. Roll for that. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. That will hit, for sure. And, uh, that is... Uh, oh my god, I can't do math today. That's 10 slashing. Uh, it is plus one sword, so it is Perfect. magical damage. Awesome. Uh, yeah, this thing had stepped back, and uh, then you feel yourself freezing before you can pursue it. Um, so, uh, Lisette, I think probably the only person who's really far away would actually be uh, Pierre. Pierre is the only one who's kind of far away, but Cricket was actually basically behind this thing, so as it moved back, uh, it never left Cricket's melee range. I, I just realized, Marcus, I think you should heal it for five because that's the damage I dealt to it when I opportunity attacked. I shouldn't have had my reaction. Uh, I absorbed elements. Oh, right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, was it? Oh, it was just five. Because uh... <laughs> I did eight, but it healed for three because of the cold damage. Right. Well, it, uh, sorry, it didn't actually heal for three. It oh, just okay. uh, didn't do any damage. Oh, well, I did yeah. eight then. So, okay, so cool, cool. Heal up eight. Thank you very much. Okay. Um... So this thing is within 30 feet of me. Oh, for sure. It's within 30 feet of you. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone, I'm going to need you to get back. And then I'm going to run and I'm going to hit it and I'm going to cast Blackened Heart. Okay. Uh, all right. Perfect. Uh, can you please read out Blackened Heart to me? The target must make a constitution saving throw. If it fails, its body is filled with a vile poison, and it takes 10d6 poison damage at the start of its next turn. If the target is reduced to zero hit points, the poison explodes in a shower of disgusting bile. Creatures with a 10-foot radius of the target must make a dexterity saving throw. If they fail, they also take 10d6 poison damage. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Chris Trid, welcome to playing with Lisa. <laughs> 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 if there's an AoE that might hurt uh, their companions, yeah, uh, Elliot's oh. gonna do it. <laughs> Wait, I don't have to touch him. I'm just gonna cast it from afar and still shout, "Everyone, get back!" <laughs> Amazing. 
Uh, Ovis is stuck to the ground. <laughs> You're going to uh, get exploded. Lana is also frantically trying to like pull herself from the ground. Um, so uh, he has a uh, on a con save. Still might not work. <laughs> uh, he has a plus nine, and oh, he God. rolled an he rolled an eleven. Uh, so uh, so I'm he assuming- makes it. So he makes it. Um, does yeah. he take half damage? He takes half damage at the start of his next turn. Okay, perfect. Uh, awesome. Uh, just remember that at the start of his next turn. Okay. Uh, Everyone, you have a whole turn to get back. <laughs> I go after him. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm in danger. Yep. I'm in danger. Um, awesome. At the uh, Anything else? Uh, would Gloria like to do anything? Oh, Gloria's going to attack twice. Yeah, she is. Ah, I beam. First one. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. First dirty 20 of the session. Let's go. I don't know why, but that one feels very impressive to me. <laughs> All right. Dirty 20 will hit. Is a, is a six. Uh, six, unfortunately, will miss. Okay, so Gloria does uh, eight points of damage. Perfect. What type of yeah. damage is it again? Oh wait. Uh there's an, an addition to that. Um uh wait, no, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. It's fifteen, sorry. Fifteen points of psychic damage. Fifteen points of psychic damage. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. okay. Perfect. Um at the end of Lizette's turn, it is going to use its one legendary action. Uh, and it is going to step into the ice wall behind it and gain total cover. Uh, and that is its turn. Chris, it is now your turn. Oh boy, that came around quick. Uh, attack, 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 attack. Uh, attack it does attack. have total cover, so um, unless you have a way to like penetrate things, or you gotta target things that you can mm-hmm. see through... Um, like you can see it, but you can't actually hit it with your axe, basically. I understand. Um, if you've got a spell or anything that uh, you can cast, I can't uh, cast spells while I'm raging. Okay. Other than that, you can you can hold an attack um, for when it reemerges because you have a sense it probably will have to reemerge. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna move over to Ovis and see if I can try to free it, break the ice somehow. So like around his feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think for that, um, at the end of Ovis's turn, I'll allow Ovis to roll a con save with advantage. I think that's kind okay. of like giving Ovis the health action. Okay, sounds good. I will do that, and then I will like, uh, oh, am I gonna lose my rage if I don't attack something? If you if you don't attack, I have to or, attack take damage. or take damage, right? Yeah. Okay, um, I mean. But if you hold your attack. Um, that counts. But then I'm not gonna help action. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of yeah, it's kind of a bit of a bit of a thing. I um, feel like I know the answer, but can I hold up the bonus action attack? Hmm. Uh, I can't hold a bonus action. You can't hold a bonus action, unfortunately. That's okay. Uh, I will I will do as I said and I will go try to break the ice. Um okay. uh, perfect. Uh Ovis um is restrained. I don't think Ovis can really do very much. Um, 
but at the end of Ovis's turn, Ovis can roll a con save with advantage, DC 15. Ooh, it's a 19. Ooh, a Those 19. Four modifiers, yeah. Okay, absolutely. You watch as as you go down and like start breaking the ice around Ovis's feet. Ovis like brings their head back and then just like starts ramming their horns into their front paws as well um, <laughs> and breaks the ice around the, his front paws and then steps out uh, and like effortlessly um, actually roll an attack for Ovis. Oh, that's a good boy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 15. What's your AC? Uh, the Ovis' AC? Uh, your AC. Oh, Tess's AC. Chris's AC. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you've adventured with uh, with Ovis enough times. Ovis knows that if you do something other than attack, you become less amazing, or if you don't take damage. Ovis fully headbutts you after you free them um, and deals you two <laughs> points of bludgeoning damage, which is reduced to one. Oi! <laughs> Oi! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Ovis. I'm gonna headbutt Ovis back. Grab <laughs> 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 my head back and then Yeah, I think that's actually how you take the damage. You're just like headbutting each other. <laughs> We're like, yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah. Let's try. We got this. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I just look over towards uh, Lizette. <laughs> what the hell are they doing? <laughs> no, you got this. No, you got this. You got this, man. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> Very good question. <laughs> uh, Salem, it is now your turn. Oh boy. Um, okay, I'm going to go. Oh, I can't cast that because concentration. Uh, all right, I'm going to go around the other side of this creature uh, behind the ice, relative to the rest of the party, uh, and I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to cast False Life at second level. Okay. Perfect. Get a few temporary hit points back. Absolutely. And then I'm going to uh, spend my bonus action to turn another first level spell slot into sorcery points. Perfect. You step over to the side and the shadows darken around you as it seems like the shadows seem to infuse your body as this sorcerer's energy flows back into you. Uh, amazing. Uh, as... At the start of this dwarf's turn, uh, he is going to step back out of the ice. Um, you watch as more ice clings to the outside of him. It seems like stepping in, he does regain hit points that way. He also um, takes damage. Sorry? He also oh, takes yeah. the damage. He will take the damage. So uh, it's half the 10d6? It's half the 10d6, so wait. All right. Oh, whoa, okay. Okay. Uh, 36, 40, 42, 47, half of 47. Oh boy, wow. 23? That's an insane amount of, like, that's a really good roll on 10d6. Yeah, I got four fives right off the bat. Wow. That is amazing. Nice. Okay, 23. Damn. Fantastic. 
awesome. Uh, this thing steps out, and you watch as uh, he steps out, smiling, uh, and then instantly just and just like uh, you see his cheeks kind of puff out for a little bit, and then he uh, uh, and he just says, "I hate all of you," um, and is going to hold up his hand again, uh, looking at the rest of you, and. Uh, he is going to, uh, he's going to do it again. Uh, you're all still within 60 feet of him. Uh, so he's going to spend another three charges, uh, and cast, uh, that same, uh, freezing sphere spell again. So, uh, can everybody please again make a DC 17 constitution saving throw? Uh, you have Has advantage... You? Has he hmm? by any chance moved away from Pierre more? Because uh, because Pierre moved about like fifty feet the first time. Okay, if Pierre moved about fifty feet, Pierre could just be on the outside of this for sure. Beautiful. He's about ten feet back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I just ask how much health Cricket has right now? Uh, we'll see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I might be up. I might be down. Who knows? Oh, it I'm was, gonna be down. It was a con save. Uh, yes, it is. I'm gonna, uh, you do have advantage because of the I'm potions. inspiring. I, do I have any? Do we, do we have inspiration? Yeah, you do have inspiration. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm I want to do yeah. that as well. <laughs> I'm retiring. Oh, these dice after. Hey! <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I accept the music. <laughs> Uh, I get to live another day. <laughs> All right. Uh, 25. Perfect. Uh, awesome. 25 is great. So uh, it is a DC 17 con save. Um, if you succeed, you take 20 points of damage. If you fail, you take 40. Does a 17 succeed? A 17 succeeds. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, having moved around it, I imagine I'm no longer within 10 feet of London. Hmm? Because London can't move. London can't move. This hallway is only 15 feet wide. Uh, make me a straight up luck check. You're just looking for something higher than five. And sorry, uh, how much was... Unless you want to be farther back. No, I, I wanted to just be around the opposite side of the thing. So 17, uh, which means I, I am, thank goodness, going to make the save. And I will also burn another first level slot on Absorb Elements. Okay. Perfect. Uh, sorry, what was that, Cricket? Uh, how much is the, the lower damage? Uh, 20. Oh. Goodbye. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to take that damage. Uh, I'll oh, grab Lord. the guardian it, and I'm just going to go down again. Oh, oh, no, no, no. oh my god. You got two for your aura! You got two for your aura! I can't pass the gun saves without you, Lundlin! Wait, that's what you, you said about? Hmm? That? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll bring it right back up. <laughs> if I don't die? Wait, so you take all that damage? Uh, uh, the yeah. 20, yes. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, so uh, you, like, somehow Lonlin, even though Lonlin is frozen into the ground, somehow, like, some of the freezing air that's emanating, like, bounces off of her shield and forms, like, this tunnel that pushes, like, other wind that's coming towards Cricket away, and you're just kind of, like, in this, like, anime bubble of, oh. like, force field. Uh, as the wind just kind of like parts around you, but rebounds off the sidewall and back to Lonlin. 
uh, amazing. Uh, um, Chris is looking okay. Ovis is down. No, Ovis, no! Ovis! Ovis curled himself around me and took all the, not all the damage, but is unconscious now. Oh. Oh no. Now, oh man, now I want to take everything back. (laughs) (laughs) You can kill Rodlin, but as soon as it hits an animal, (laughs) it's so true. It's it's my like heart out on pretty much all media is, hey, an animal got hurt. Okay, I'm not watching this anymore. Aww. People are killing each other. That's nah, fine. Uh, then Whatever. just to go ahead and if you're going to watch the, the uh, live stream of uh, Skybreak, just skip episode two then. <laughs> Thank you, you very can, much. You can, blame, I, uh... you can blame Jasmine for that. <laughs> <laughs> always blame Jasmine. <laughs> I very likely will then. Thank you for the warning. Um, uh, Ovis falls to the ground, um, but looks at least currently peacefully sleeping. Uh, just knocked out because, yes. Um, but it is, uh, this thing just stands in front of the wall, uh, looking at all of you and says, the cold is like your soul. Uh, he's, he's really intense. Um, and now it's Pierre's turn. Uh, Pierre is, uh, Pierre looks like he's about to go back in and then Cricket just holds up his hand. I got this. Stay over there. We can live a little bit longer. Yes, sir. Of course. Master Cricket. Yes. Um, yep. Uh, I'm here to help from back here. He's gonna hide. Yay, you! (laughs) (laughs) You're a nat 20 on stealth, though. Oh my god, he disappears. No one knows where Pierre went to. It's almost like he stepped into the wall and became a reflection. Um, but there are no reflections here, and he is just gone. Uh, he is fully disappeared. Wonderful. Uh, I guess it's my turn then? It is your turn, Griffith. <laughs> yeah. The darkness, the soul, whatever. You're, you're kind of weird. But you know what's <laughs> warm and, and bright? Those two. And I'm going to point with my swords towards Lonlin and Ovis. And they're pretty goddamn warm and light. Like, a teal- mass healing word. <laughs> um, Amazing. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. do uh, healing myself. Salem, um, Ovis, Lonlin. Uh, oh, I guess I can hit uh, Lizette and um, uh, Chris, uh, Chris as well. If you Ooh. have to, if you have to um, drop one, you can get Pierre and skip me. I'm actually doing all right. I, is, I, I know I it's six actually. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, nice. I think I can hit everyone here. Uh, so we are going to be restoring. Uh, ooh, max eight. We all gain eight hit points. Oh, boy. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, you call out to this thing, talking about warm and bright, and you hear it just go, How dare you? How dare me? How dare you? Look at, like, some kind of popsicle from, like, uh, Alice's Winter Wonderland of terror. You're stupid. Yes. Uh, the fish is mockery. Oh, God. You, you know, whatever. Fine. Uh, wisdom save, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, ooh, I think that's going to be a failure. That is a total of 11. Ooh, that's a fail. Yeah. I get to deal 1d4 damage. 2 damage. 2 damage. But, but his next attack also has disadvantage. Actually, wait, no. I think I'm... No, I'm, I, it deals 2d4 damage. Because I'm oh, higher level. Yeah. Ah! 6 damage total. 6 damage. And it's psychic, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
Perfect. Uh, yeah, you mock this thing. I, I loved Alice's Winter Wonderland. It, whatever, you know, no one else thought it was cool, but I thought it was, screw you. <laughs> you know what? I, I respect your taste, but it, it, it's not no, good. that's worse. That's so much. I'm alone. I, no one likes me or understands me. I, I uh, think you got a problem, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect. Uh, on initiative count 20, another lair action is going to happen. Um, ba -ba -ba. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make ranged attack rolls against three creatures. Uh, I'm going to just roll a d6 to determine which creatures. Uh, first one is going to go after Salem. Then Chris. And I need to re-roll that one. Uh, and then uh, Cricket. Okay. Uh, Salem, Chris, Cricket, you're each going to have a attack coming at you. Um, first one against Salem. 12 is going to miss. Uh, against Chris, 17. Hits. Okay. Oh, uh, and uh, two against Cricket. Uh, this is a lair action. It's not his action. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, Chris, you're the only one who is hit. Um, Excellent. As, as you are hit, um, you take three, three. Uh, you take seven points of piercing damage reduced to three because you're raging still. Oh, I love it. Keep that rage going. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, uh, perfect. Uh, Lonlin, it is now your turn. You have, it's kind of a weird picture. Your legs and feet are frozen upright, but you did fall unconscious. Um, so your body is kind of like slumped forward. Uh, but, you're, but you're not prone because oh, no. your legs and feet can't be prone. So you can just stand up, but... Half of my movement to stand up. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to try and break this restraint. Um, <laughs> what kind of save is it again? So, um, you got, so I'll give you this for free. It's, um, it is a spell effect. So it's something that at the end of your turn. Oh, um, the end of my turn. Okay. But I, I would say that if you wanted to, uh, I guess you're already rolling like things against cold effects with advantage, right? Ah, uh, yes. Cause I drank a potion. Perfect. Um, uh, so in that case, uh, it doesn't benefit you to like burn your action to try to like chip away at the ice. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to. How far is this asshole for me? <laughs> um, uh, within twenty asshole, feet, would you say? Oh, would definitely within twenty feet. Yeah, he's like, he would be probably seven and a half feet away from him. He's just kind of like outside of melee range. Okay. Um, I am going to. Drop my long sword, and I'm gonna take out my hand axe, and I'm just gonna try and strike him straight in the face. <laughs> uh, ew, that might not hit. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, you try to throw it. Uh, you're used to kind of like using your legs to balance or like kind of counterbalance as you throw. You just lose a little bit of mobility, and your axe spins, 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 and then clangs off of his pauldron and just flies off to the side, just barely missing his face. It's okay, I have a second one. I'm going to aim for his face again. <laughs> uh, 
Eight, eight, uh, sorry, 28? Oh, boy. Oh, no, sorry. 27, sorry. Uh, that's it's, it's, oh, my God. All the difference. It definitely misses now. No, it definitely still hits. <laughs> I got to get a D6 out. This, these are non-magical. Okay. Um, 11 slashing, I believe. Yeah, 11, 11 slashing. 11 slashing. Amazing. You throw the first axe. It kind of clangs off his pauldron. He looks at you <laughs> as he like turns to face you. You throw it. Uh, it slashes into his face and you watch as like half of his beard falls away. And he's like, no, I worked for years to grow that. Um, and uh, perfect. Uh, hey, as... I get that. <laughs> well, maybe you should have been nicer to me. Okay. And that'll I'm not be... nice to anyone. I am lonely, and that is how I want it to be. Should we just hug him? <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, you still have a bonus action if you would like. I'm out of spell slots, so I'm just waiting to make that roll. Okay, yeah, you can absolutely make that con save. Uh, that is... Why am I still rolling crap? Uh, that's 17, though, so I think I'm 17. Okay. Perfect. Uh, you watch as the ice retreats down. You are still restrained, but it's now only on your feet. Uh, you get the sense that one more success, uh, and it will fully uh, dissipate. You better hope I don't get out of here. <laughs> That's my turn. All right. Uh, Lizette, it is now your turn. Question. Yes. Um, so am I, am I, am I up? Cause I was like really down. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Cricket hits you with eight healing points. So you are definitely back up. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right. I think I'll just Eldritch Blast him. All right. And then, yeah. Ah. Um, 22. Hits. And then an 18. 18 also hits, just barely finding an opening in his ice plate. Uh, first hit, 12. Second hit, 9. Uh, perfect. Uh, yeah. 12 and 9, 21 force damage. Amazing. And then Gloria's gonna go. Yeah. Yep. The first I raid me. First I raid does not hit. That was a 6. Okay. Second I raid. Dirty 20! Hey! Dirty Ooh, 20! Fourteen psychic. Fourteen psychic. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, this eye ray uh, ripples into it. You watch as these two streaks of inky darkness emanate from Lisette, surround this thing, wrapping it in this inky cloud. Uh, as the inky cloud fades away uh you see tattoos of like all of these different languages and scripts appear on the surface of the ice and then burn away in steam uh and then as this thing looks down in confusion at its chest you watch as a psychic blast from gloria comes forward slams into this thing's head 
uh, and part of the psychic beam you see reflects back into the wall. But it seems like this thing, uh, it definitely, uh, it did some damage. It looks like the psychic damage you've been doing isn't doing as much as you might expect. Uh, perfect. Um, Chris, it is your turn. Hey, and I can see this guy now, right? Yes. Oh, good. Um, how far away is he? Uh, he would be like seven and a half feet away from you. He basically just like stepped out of the ice. Excellent. Um, I will pull my great axe back out and take the necessary movement towards him and be like, oh, you, nobody gets away with her novice. Uh, (laughs) and attack, attack. All right. Dropping dice. Oh God. So many dice on the floor. (laughs) Um, okay. It's a, first one is a, oh my god, I have to do new math. 13 plus 8, ah, 21. 21 will hit, for sure. 21 to hit. (laughs) 16 damage. 16, perfect. Uh, Sorry, yours is magical or non-magical, I forget. Uh, the great axe, no. Okay. Non-magical. Um, and the second one was a 15 to hit. A 15 uh, will not hit, unfortunately, as your great axe hits some of the ice and just slides off. Uh, their exterior is just a little bit harder than you would expect. Oh, sorry. I forgot rage damage. Two more damage to oh, that great. one. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> and I think I can bonus action... Attack again. Oh, I can bonus action yeah. melee attack. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'll just do that. Why the heck not? All right. Why the heck not? Why the heck not? Um, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Oh, my God. There we go. Wow, that, oh, the spikes looked weird on. <laughs> they are going to be hell. I'm just in, in the edit. That is going to be absolute hell. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, dirty twenty, and how much damage? Yeah. So that one is seven damage. Perfect. Did you add your rage damage to that? I did. Okay. Perfect. Nope. Nine damage. Okay. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having like plus like my normal modifier is a plus three for strength but it's a plus five right now because of that potion that I took so I have to like add plus two and then plus two and then plus two and it's just a lot of plus two so yeah but it's right. there now so it's fine <laughs> okay amazing uh, perfect uh, that's my turn awesome uh, does Ovis want to do anything oh fuck yeah bud uh, I guess uh, Ovis makes the death save no, he got healed. Oh, right. He got healed. I'm sorry. You're right. He got absolutely. healed. He got Ovis can, absolutely. Ovis can stand up from uh And he's free. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if he can do his, uh, if he can do his running and butt, headbutt again. Yeah. Uh, Ovis. Ooh. Uh, what is Ovis's speed? Oh, it has to run 20 feet. Has to run and... 20 feet before that counts. But Ovis's speed is 40 feet. 40. Okay. Uh, let me... Uh, 
I would. He can I do like assume... a normal ram if he can't run twenty feet first. Yeah, uh, just make me another luck check. Uh, I think for Ovis, you're looking for higher than eleven. Seven. Seven. Yeah, I think he's just going to do a, a normal ram attack. He's just he was too close in order to like stand up and then move forward. He can't quite get. Yeah, feet. sure. All right. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, to have like backup and stuff. Uh, it's a thirteen yeah. to hit, so I don't think that's going to hit anyway. I th- unfortunately, Ovis is still a little dazed from having been frozen to the ground, headbutting sure. you, falling to the ground. <laughs> our uh, stands our like, up. Head, headbutts yeah. back and forth probably didn't really help. <laughs> <laughs> Ovis loved it though. Ovis did absolutely love the headbutts and kind of was like oh, yeah. forgot for a moment that there was something else to do. Uh, <laughs> so did I. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> awesome. Uh, right. Salem, it is now your turn. I, I'm just frankly amazed I'm still standing, honestly. Um, I'm going to go in, uh, and this time it's just going to be an attack with the Shadow Blade, not a, not a, uh, a Booming Blade. Okay. Uh, and... Going to be a... Uh, I'm going to spend my inspiration. This is going to be a miss otherwise. Uh, 19. 19 will hit for sure. All right. Shadow Blade cracks in for 17 points of psychic damage. Ooh, baby. That roll. Uh, and then following up with a flurry of blows. Okay, for sure. Dashing in with the Shadow Blade straight up the side of this thing. Uh, and then a couple of quick snap kicks. 22 okay. and 13, which is going to miss. I'm sorry. The, the first one definitely hits but you're hitting basically ice, and I think just the the shock of the pain of hitting that sends you off your game a little bit as you go for the, the roundhouse, uh, and you can't quite connect. First one snaps in, though, for nine points of bludgeoning, and I'm going to mark it. Uh, extract aspects. Absolutely. So uh, I haven't actually hit him yet. I <laughs> hit uh, his previous form uh, with a flurry of blows, but I, I don't know anything about this one yet. No, absolutely. Um, so with a... Um, are, are your monk attacks magical at this point? They're not, okay. so it's only four points of bludgeoning, but uh, nevertheless, I'd like to know what is going on. Absolutely. Uh, so he is immune to cold damage. Makes sense. Yep. Um, resistant to psychic and bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical attacks. He is vulnerable to fire, um, and he cannot be charmed, frightened, blinded, and deafened, petrified, or stunned. Right. Okay. Well, uh, that leaves me without a lot of options then. Uh, but I will nevertheless <laughs> shout out a warning to everybody accordingly to let them know uh, and, and shout at Cricket. The fire idea was good, just, you know, maybe use fire? Don't try and make it with your sword? <laughs> uh, and that's going to be all I've got. Okay, perfect. At the end of your turn, before their turn, he is going to use his legendary action to step back into the wall. Uh, when he... At the start of his turn, then, uh, he will rec- have recovered some hit points. Is is that movement? Or oh, is that just... That, hmm, that is technically movement. Absolutely. All right, then I suppose Shadow Blade once more. Yeah, for sure. If he's going to resist me at the very least, I'll hit him twice. <laughs> uh, crack out with the Shadow Blade one more time for a miss. Okay, perfect. Uh, Ovis would also be there, uh, as would... Uh, would I? Because I did uh, hit him a few times. Yeah, if you yeah if you ran forward and hit him, yeah. Uh, so he is stepping back, so a few people get opportunity attacks. Beautiful. That's not gonna hit. Never mind. <laughs> All right. 
Perfect, yeah. You try to swing out at this guy, uh, and he's just, like, gliding on ice, and it's a movement that you're not used to. Um, Ovis and Chris, would you like to make opportunity? They're doing uh, laundry real quick. Oh, they're doing laundry. Cool. Uh, We will resolve that in a moment. Uh, For right now, we'll just assume that they are delaying or something, their opportunity attack. All right. So at the end of its turn, it steps back, becomes one with the wall. Uh, For just a bare second, you watch as runes flash across the surface of this ice. And then it steps forward again, looks around at all of you, uh, and says, You just need to embrace the cold of loneliness. Um, And is going to, as it says, embrace. Um, It is going to uh, squeeze its hand again, and you're going to watch as from the wall beside it, a big fist of ice uh, emerges and is going to... uh, When you cast a spell and as a bonus action on your subsequent turns. Cool. Uh, It is going to... uh, it is going to grab, uh, and let's see which one it's going to grab. Uh, three is one, two, three. It is Salem again. Uh, this hand of ice comes forward, um, and it is going to try to push you. It's going to try to like wrap you, like wrap from behind you, and pull you into the ice wall. Uh, Salem, can you please make a uh, strength check? Athletics, actually, sorry. So at disadvantage then. All right. Uh, uh, fail. Five. Uh, what did you get? Five. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, this <laughs> thing got a. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this thing got a fifteen. Uh, yeah. Or, or, yeah. So. Yeah. With with the exhaustion, uh, it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a five. Cool. Uh, okay. So. Uh, this hand wraps around behind you uh, and pulls you into the ice wall. Salem, you watch as very much like the portal that the other people had been stepping through earlier. The ice in front of you kind of becomes water for a moment uh, and you are pulled into this ice wall. Uh, You don't take any damage, but you are now restrained in the ice wall. (laughs) Just close my eyes and take a deep breath just as I'm yanked in. Uh, and uh, hope that people can get me out. <laughs> awesome. Uh, this uh, this dwarf uh, laughs uh, and says, Yes, all of you shall soon be cold and alone. Um, that is their turn. It is now Pierre's turn. Uh, Pierre is going to try something now. Um... Pierre is going to use his natural 20 stealth to uh, maneuver (laughs) up close enough to, I think, within 15 feet so he can use a net attack. Amazing. Uh, He does also have... uh, Is he... Is is the the creature aware of Pierre? Absolutely not. With a natural 20, even if this thing had blindsight, it is so focused on the rest of you, it is ignoring the small grung. Okay, perfect. I just need it to double check it's within... Even if it did, a natural 20 on stealth is... It's a natural 20. Perfect. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, Pierre will make a net attack, but because it's at disadvantage, uh, disadvantage normally because it's long range and Pierre is stealth, it's just a neutral. So, all right. Who knows? Maybe we'll, knows? we'll roll lucky. That's not lucky. <laughs> uh, that's a ten. That's a ten. Uh, Pierre comes forward. Ha! I have a plan. Throws their net, uh, and the net just falls to the ground in front of this thing at its feet. Uh, and Pierre says, "Bad plan." Uh, what else would Pierre like to do? <laughs> I assume that was Pierre's entire movement to get there and the that action. Would have, that would have been all of his movement uh, and action to get uh, there. You know, bonus action help. All right. Guess uh, you're stupid. Uh, <laughs> trying to distract this thing. Um, perfect. Uh, and Cricket, it is now your turn. Okay. Do I, uh, is there any way I could grab onto like any part of Salem? while they are in the ice. Okay, this is going to be a luck check. You have to beat a 19. So basically, oh you have to get God. a natural 20. I'm doomed. I got a 10. I'm sorry. Okay. That's uh, right. Uh, Salem is fully encased with, like inside this wall of ice. I... Yeah, I, 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 sorry, Salem! But I got another idea. Um, I'm going to grab onto... Um, the actual uh, bad guy himself, the dwarf, and I'm going to try and grapple him. Okay. Uh, I, I don't want you moving anymore! Stay put! Don't go inside! <laughs> okay, absolutely. Uh, you're going to grapple him. Is so there any way I could also use the um, immovable rod to, like, negate my disadvantage? Like, hmm. I wrap my arms around him and then I click... The, the rod. Uh, I'm gonna say, roll it straight. Okay. Um, and uh, technically, this is one attack. Um, I think if you beat him, I'll definitely allow that you are also able to activate the immovable rod on the same turn. Okay. So I'm still doing disadvantage because exhaustion. Uh, uh, no, you can you can roll it straight. Okay. Um, perfect. But it just means like basically it. Instead of having two attacks, um, it's just one of your attacks is going to be activating the immovable rod, basically. Totally. All right. I'm fine yeah. with that. All right. All right. Uh, let's pray. Hey, that's a 22. Oh, God. Damn. And I, I was so excited to get a dirty 20. I'm not even going to play the thing because I lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you uh, reach forward, grab him. Uh, and with your other hand, put the immovable rod behind his back and click it. Um, that is your full action to do so. Uh, and he looks and says, What is this? What? Who are you? I'm Cricket! Uh, and I'm not really supposed to say who I am. Sorry! <laughs> uh, but I'm also no going to... to know who you are. That's right. Everyone hates you. No, you know, I want to turn this into a hug. I kind of like you. <laughs> You're better than this. Okay, uh, make me a persuasion check with disadvantage. Oh, but, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. As like a bonus action hug. Okay, if it's... I, I'd, I'd rather not use bonus action for okay. that. <laughs> All right. I got a 10 anyway, so... All right. Uh, uh, I, I was going to be using my bonus action to use a fourth level uh, mass healing word. <laughs> Okay. Again. Yeah, you can you can absolutely do that then for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's there's six of us. Um, I'm going 
to say not Christrid, and then I'm also going to target uh, Pierre. Okay. Sorry, yeah, uh, Christrid. And, oh, um, no, that's fine. Mass healing where people just have to be able to hear you, right? Uh, uh, creatures that I can see. Oh, yeah, I think perfect. it was all it was. Great. Then, um, yeah, you, you can absolutely... Uh, you can still see Salem. Um, they just have total cover. So Okay. But, yeah, you can absolutely heal, heal Salem as well. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, everyone restore... Oh, that's even less than my uh, third level uh, Mass Alien word. Uh, so everyone regains seven hit points. Okay. Perfect. Marcus, uh, I didn't take damage being uh, frozen in the block of you ice, did right? not. You're just fully okay. restrained in the ice. That's right. All. If you want to target somebody else... I mean, I don't think Cricket would have realized that you didn't oh, take okay. damage. All right. Well, I guess I'll take my one extra heat HP then. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're safe. It's moral support, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm here with you too, Salem. <laughs> That's whatever you said for you. <laughs> Perfect. On initiative count 20, can everybody please make me another DC 15 con save? Uh, you have advantage because of the potions. Even me? Uh, no, actually, Salem, good point. You do not have to. Yeah, uh, I fail. Uh, 18, uh, perfect. Uh, 17. Lonlin, 17, yeah, success. Pierre got a 17? Pierre got a 17, awesome. Uh, uh, Gloria, Gloria passes. Um, Lizette rolled two natural ones in a row. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! Uh, oh no! You guys watch as Lizette, uh, having like run backwards after casting these Eldritch blasts, uh, steps into like onto a section of the ice. The ice melts momentarily. Uh, Lizette, you plunge in up to your waist, and ice covers you up to like mid chest um and uh cricket you you look down you feel yourself like restrained in place your feet have turned to ice uh so cricket you will need to have like you are currently restrained and beginning to turn to ice lizette you are very much like you're already partially turned to ice you're like slightly more than lonlin even was can we get out some more warm next time? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Lonlin, you are still restrained from the first time, but you didn't get more ice going on you. Um, it is your turn. This thing is not uh, is not uh, is not behind you, or is not uh, in the wall. It is totally visible. Yeah. Um, I, my feet are still stuck, though, right? They are. I would... Okay. Because it's just your feet now, I would. This isn't really how it's supposed to work, but I would absolutely allow you to, if you wanted to, um, make an attack roll against your own AC to see if you can <laughs> no. uh, break the ice. On, it wouldn't uh, hurt your foot. It would just okay. be breaking your own. It would just be like breaking the ice around it. That's all. So okay, so, before I do that, um, yeah, it does. This dwarf look completely mad. Like, is there? any hope in hell there's even worth negotiating like can i make get me, that sense? make an insight check for me and okay. also make an arcana check as well okay uh insight is <laughs> insight is eight and arcana is 12. i think i roll better uh, on their <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it is, it's hard to tell um, if this guy is fully gone or not. You're, his eyes are kind of like glowing blue and you can't get a read. With the uh, 12 Arcana as well, um, I think the only thing you know is that he is definitely currently like influenced by the ring. That's all mm-hmm. you really know for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I will, tr- I will awkwardly bend over to pick up my longsword again, and I'm going to try and get myself out of the ice. Okay, perfect. First swing. Uh, that is a 13 on the die, so that is uh, 22, which okay. does break my AC. Okay, perfect. So with that one, you swing your legs down, or your, your sword down, uh, and you knock the ice off of your feet. You can now move. Um, I'm going to say your speed is going to be reduced by uh, 10 feet, but that's probably more than what you need for it to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, and that was one of your attacks. Yeah, I'm going to then shuffle over to the dwarf, and I'm going to try and non-lethally chop his hand off. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Okay. Um because you're going for, like, if you're going for a specific thing, I'm going to bump his AC by two. Okay. Um, just because you're going for something specific, but if you hit yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, also, Pierre was helping. Ooh. Oh, that's true. Oh, thank God oh, for and, Pierre. Oh, yeah. You Bless this crumb. Yes. All right. Yeah. Pierre, MVP, yeah. let's go. Do not fuck me over, dice. I just said not to fuck me over. Um, that's 17. <laughs> 17, unfortunately. You try to swing for his hand. He sees you, uh, and you just hear him say, No! Uh, and, like, pull his hand back uh, and protect it with his other hand. It is mine. You don't uh, need it. Yes, I do. It's the only thing I have ever had. Is truly mine. Uh, do you have any bonus actions? Um, I'm gonna pop my emissary of peace. Um, Ooh. And I'm going to say, and what has it truly given you? Emptiness, loneliness, a cave full of ice. Is this truly what you want? Okay, yeah, make that persuasion roll. Yeah. Or if you're trying intimidation or something, whatever. No, I'm not trying to intimidate. Um, okay. Sorry, I just gotta reread my Emissary of Peace. Yeah, I believe you roll it with advantage with Emissary of Peace. Bonus action. And I just get a plus five to charisma. Oh, plus five. So, okay. yeah. Um, that... Ugh, God, I'm not rolling well. Um... Ah, that's 18. Okay. I think 18 is high enough. I'm going to roll a wisdom save for this guy. Uh, He has a plus two. So I think if he beats uh, yours, then you haven't persuaded him. But I think if he rolls under 16 on the die, uh, we will resolve that in a moment. Okay. He got a 19 on the die. Um, so uh, you ask him what it has ever given and he looks at you and says purpose a chance for revenge 
against everyone who has ever defiled me and made me feel less than perfect. Lisette, it is your turn. So, do I recognize this dwarf from Guild Visions? You do. This is the dwarf who found the ring. Okay. Um, this is the dwarf who pulled it out of the ice. And I think, um, make me a quick insight check, actually. Just as a part of their memory. Uh, what do I have? Insight. Um, that is a 16. 16. Uh, you remember as part of the vision, uh, there was a sense from Gil of incredible fear as this dwarf found something. But also you look over at this, or like Gil had looked over at this dwarf and saw glee in this thing's face. Uh, and as well, you watched as, as they picked up the ring, the shadows around them seemed to warp. Um, and they kind of like, the shadows almost were like tendrils reaching out towards this creature, towards this dwarf before with a smile, he put the, the ring on his finger. Okay. Do I know how I triggered the visions from Gil? Ooh. Um, yeah. I think you know that you were able to connect with Gil because of the kind of madness that you have seen. The, the corruption inherent uh, with the archives or the the confusion inherent from the archives, the, the trauma that you experienced, Gil recognized that in you, looked into your eyes and saw something and knew that you knew what he had seen or that you could handle it at least. Okay. All right. You've, you've convinced me. Show me what loneliness feels like. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Lisette, make me a persuasion check with advantage. That's a natural 20. <laughs> Let's go! Oh my yes. god. For the uh, wow. Um, this dwarf looks at you uh, and you see a flicker of something in his eyes. He looks at you and you swear for a moment there's gratitude in his eyes. And he says, yes, there is a flash, a blinding flash of white light that blinds everybody. And you watch as the world, as it comes back into focus, you are not where you were. You are instead floating in some sort of white space. All of you are around, but you're also, when you look at your companions, it's as if they are shadowy figures. And you all get this series of flashes of these images of uh, a dwarf who has like throughout his entire life reached for acceptance, has throughout his entire life tried to uh, 
present as whatever he thought was wanted and has always been met with rejection. You've watched as he attempts to find, or he finds something and presents it to people that he thinks are friends. They push him down, uh, take it and kick him. You watch as a grown-up version of this dwarf uh, asks for the hand of another dwarf in marriage who laughs at him. Um, you watch as over the course of a lifetime, progressively more and more and more, this dwarf isolates himself in order to protect himself. And you see this dwarf begins working tirelessly, effortless, or like without cease is always the the first to the mine is always one of the last to leave, but never speaks to anybody. And you get this sense as he is sharing this vision with you, everyone gets the sense that he is not just not talking to people. It is that whenever he hears other people laughing, he feels they're laughing at me again. Again, they're laughing at me. What have I done? I do nothing but try. I work so hard and still they laugh at me. Um, and every joke, regardless of if it is directed at him, and most of them aren't, uh, feels like this spike. And you all feel this moment of pain. And finally, after 20 years working in the mine, this dwarf is just working on his own as part of a team, but is alone all of the time. And he digs and he's digging. They're passing by this old giant ruin. And you see him like muttering under him his breath as he's slamming his pickaxe into the ice and into the stone. Uh, and he's, muttering and just saying if i i'll show them i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the best i'm gonna find something amazing and then they'll see they'll all see and he is just working tirelessly and then ting there's a different sound and he stops what he's doing and he clears away some of the stone and ice and there is a gleaming golden band sticking out of the ice in front of him. And as soon as he sees it, he reaches for it and places a finger on the outside. And he just hears a voice. Well, aren't you a lonely one? You want to show the world that you're amazing? You want the world to know your pain? To feel the coldness inside of you? And this dwarf, uh, which you all get the sense is named Halumir, but everybody, well, he wants to be called Hal, but people just know him as Pebble Belt. It's a nickname that he picked up at some point in childhood and he's hated it. Uh, but he thinks of himself still as Hal. Uh, Hal answers and says, Yes. And you want everyone in the world 
to know the pain that you have felt? Yes. And you would be willing to do whatever it takes to prove that you are not someone to be messed with. Yes. Uh, and you watch as Hal reaches forward, pulls this ring out, looks to everybody, looks back at his mining party, lets out a laugh of jubilation. Um, and as Hal is laughing, you watch as all of the other dwarves are holding their heads in their hands, rolling on the floor in agony with blood running out of their ears and out of their nostrils. But to Hal, it is the sweetest chorus he has ever heard. And he puts the ring on his finger uh, and he feels all of those years of anger and loneliness and isolation well up inside him and burst out in this echoing scream and he feels that he can indeed freeze the entire world so that everyone can know what it is like to be fully alone and let's go ahead and take a little break there everybody marcus here we don't have any sponsors this week there is a whole mix-up with a, a griffin and a giant and someone read a ledger upside down and anyway it all turns out that we don't have anybody sponsoring us today but uh, i wanted to give you a heads up we are taking next week off because uh when this podcast will be released will be just after Valentine's Day. Our recording session is typically on Sundays, which is Valentine's Day. And, you know, we all want to spend it with someone we love, even though we've already been spending every waking minute with those same people. We love them. Anyway, no episode next week. Thank you guys very much. And just be aware, the kind of the tone has a little bit of a shift coming off of the break um yeah we kind of get back into a little bit of goofiness before we get back into the serious impressive amazing emotionally relevant storytelling you've come to know and love so anyway uh yeah enjoy thanks for listening So thank you back. Thank you. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> thank, you thank you back. Thank you stomach. Thank you arms. Thank you legs. Thank you head. Thank you face. All the body parts. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> thank you, everybody. We are back. I uh, hope you had a wonderful break. Uh, I definitely had a wonderful break as well. And where we left off, our party was in this weird liminal space and had just seen this vision of loneliness i think we can jump out of initiative order for this moment oh, oh wow hello are you are you are you here yeah i i think so but are you are still in the uh Am I still frozen? <laughs> <laughs> um, in this mental space, you are not frozen. Oh. And everyone looks like shadows, right? 
everyone looks yeah ever so slightly like indistinct it's not like it, you can tell they're not fully here right um there this is something that's happening in their minds or in everybody's mind basically it's like a shared dream where is here that's a pretty good question that for once i don't know the answer to can we sorry like a question for the dm can we like move or like walk in this weird Uh, state yeah uh as soon as you start thinking about moving you begin to move um you can move as normal in this weird space um make a anybody who wants to make an arcana check I don't know why I rolled <laughs> seven. Uh, twenty-seven. Boy, howdy! All right, uh, with a twenty-seven, you feel that, um, yeah, you are all experiencing something at the same time jointly, but also outside of a specific time. Uh, I think with the twenty-seven you instinctively know that this is all happening in the space of like two heartbeats, basically. Um, Whatever happens here, uh, it is taking no time in the real world, but you are all here. And because it is a place of awareness and thought, the ability for you to move is contingent only upon you feeling like you want to move. So what you're telling me is I can fly. Uh, You start thinking about flying and cricket. You begin to kind of fly. It's a weird thing because there's no like ground. There's not even really a feeling of gravity, but you start to think of flying and your perspective rises as you float up above the ground or what you assumed was the ground before. Neat. In the space could we theoretically think of someone and have them be in that space? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, make, make a, just a straight up wisdom check. A wisdom check. Okay. Yeah. So just a D20 and add your, your wisdom. 14. A 14. Uh, who are you thinking about? Uh, I'm trying to think of that dwarf. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. I think with a 14, uh, what are you thinking of the dwarf um, at any particular time, age, uh, like as they picked up the ring kind of what, when are you thinking of the dwarf or are you thinking of like a different dwarf other than this guy. No, here. I'm trying to think of Hal and I'm going to picture Hal as probably probably after his first rejection. Okay. Like he proposed to that dwarf, right? And then the dwarf was like, nah. So <laughs> Yeah, and like rejected him hard. Like laughed at him for even suggesting it. Yeah, probably like after that. Okay. Uh you see this form um appear in a place that was just blank before and you watch as this slump-shouldered dwarf uh is facing away from you and 
is holding another ring in his hand and just looking at it and doesn't seem aware of you. Can I reach out and like, if I try to touch his shoulder, is he like physically there? Is it just gonna like pass through? Is it like a memory or just my thoughts, I suppose? Um, You reach out and it's not fully substantive, but it's also not fully incorporeal. It is some halfway point where by reaching out, I think you're thinking of like trying to uh, kind of place your hand on his shoulder. But with the, like your, your mind is just a little bit, not quite clued into the thought of this. So it's partially insubstantial. You kind of, your hand sinks about like an inch into his shoulder before he looks up at you. Uh, and he just says, who are you? What? You come to laugh at me too? No, I, no, you invited us here, Hal. No, I don't, I wouldn't put myself out like that. I, no one, no one comes when I invite them to things. No, everyone just, everyone knows I'm a loser. I don't, I don't think you're a loser. You don't know me very well then. No, I don't. I don't know you at all, actually. But it sucks that you want to surround yourself with people who hurt you and put you down. And you want to call them your kin. But that's by name. That's not your kin. You're... Why do you do this to yourself? Why do you put yourself through this? What other option is there? Uh, and then he kind of like looks around and sees the other forms around and says, who, who are all of you? Well, we're friends, more or less, yeah. Uh, friends is a very strong word for what we are. You attacked us. <laughs> yeah, see? Uh, and then looks back at Lonlin. This is exactly what I mean. One of them introduces them as friend and the other one shoots it down right away. I <laughs> can't even be strangers are like there's not even a chance so you know what just get out of here i don't need you it's fine whatever i'm just gonna be alone and i'm fine with it so just and you watch as like kind of like these dark shadows um cover their face very much like bilbo baggins in the lord of the rings um and just like, <laughs> um and just like gestures at you to get away uh i'm just gonna Sit down beside him. What? You think you think this is just suddenly going to magically fix things? Well, it's funny that you think this is your choice, that you can just beckon and call whenever you want. But there's two sides to every story. And yeah, it sucks that someone laughed at you and that someone pushed you down to the ground and hit you and hurt you. But you, you're stronger than this aren't you you get what you deserve and you don't deserve this so really what do you want do you want to be lonely do you want this and i'm going to gesture to the mass void that is like in front of us this dwarf looks around uh Lonlin, can you make me a persuasion check with advantage you have your plus five from your your holy aspect uh 26 26 you watch as this dwarf looks at you 
and just whispers, no, I don't want this. Uh, but then you watch as they harden themselves again um, and say, but this is all I have ever known. Uh, and you watch as they, they're holding this ring in their hand, um, which you can clearly see is an engagement ring. But as they hold it up, it chance it transforms into this ice ring, this gold band covered in frost and runes, uh, and looks around and says, "Why do you ask?" I, um, and you get this sense like this person is incredibly conflicted and is holding on to the ring, but is so close to letting it go. Is just like maybe one more word. Or one more thing of encouragement. Throw it. If you don't want this, just throw it into this void. He looks at you and looks around at the rest of the party. Uh, and you watch as his hands begin to shake, but he brings his arm back. And you watch as some tears start falling down his face, quiet, silent tears, uh, falling, falling into his beard, which is now back to just normal hair. Uh, it hasn't been shaved by a throwing axe. Um, his hand shakes and he looks at you, closes his eyes, uh, and then reaches out his other hand to hold your hand, um, asking for that encouragement. Does Lonlin allow him to hold your hand? Uh, absolutely. She will take his hand and kind of give it a small squeeze and sort of look to not Lizette, but like look to cricket (laughs) 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 and just sort of like motion her head for him to like come over. Uh, Yeah. You feel that like his hand, as you squeeze it, it squeezes you back. Um, And does anybody else go over and join at all? Uh, Kristen will not. Okay. You got this, Lonlin. <laughs> Salem will. Salem will. Okay, perfect. Uh, as Salem comes over again, there's this feeling of warmth that as two people reach out to this dwarf, you feel in this place of like cognition and thought, this sense of kindness is a palpable force and acceptance is a power and as soon as two people have like reached out to him in a kind way and a supportive way you watch as his hand holding the ring stops shaking his eyes open there is determination in his face he sets his jaw and looks towards the ring and looks out towards the void, looks back at the ring and says, I reject you, uh, and throws the ring. Um, and you all feel warmth and love emanating. Um, you fall out of this liminal zone. You fall out of this moment in time. You are back in your bodies, in the tunnel, in this middle of this glacier and you watch as his hand that had the ring on it that had fully turned to ice crumbles into powder the ring clatters to the ground on the ice below and this ice or this dwarf 
looks to all of you, nods, and collapses to the ground. He has fallen unconscious. Uh, he is not dead, but he is fully unconscious. Uh, and you feel... And you watch as the ice wall behind melts instantly. Salem, you fall to the ground or you fall out of the ice wall. You can probably do some cool monk shit to, to not. But the <laughs> ice behind you melts. You feel a gush of warm air emanating from Hal's body. And you watch as this warm air cycles through this entire tunnel and echoes. And as it echoes, it is not an eerie sound. It is a sound of acceptance and happiness and jubilation. It's almost like an echo of some of Cricket's body percussion. Uh, and you feel warmth and you watch as the ice that had coated the, this wall loses that eerily reflective quality, becomes just regular carved ice. There are marks from pickaxes and you feel a breaking in something. You feel a good breaking. <sighs> what's, what's going on? Uh, I, I think, I think Lonlin did it. Can I like, I'm just gonna like nudge the body with my foot just for like a second, just to make sure he's like not dead. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you nudge the body. He is fully missing his arm. Um, but he, like his arm has melted away. His arm absolutely was fully ice and is totally gone now. But, uh, as you nudge him with you with your foot, there is just that soft groan of someone unconscious. Is he all right? Uh, uh I, I think as good as he's going to be, uh, how's everyone? And I will look to the party. Should we like destroy this ring maybe not right away that i think we, we know someone that might be able to to investigate it a little bit we've got an obligation i have to turn it in okay <laughs> <laughs> um anybody who's looking at the ring make me an arcana check please how far away is it i'm still stuck in the ice yeah oh, i'm not uh, gonna bother me as this happened, uh, Lizette, you would have absolutely been uh, released from the ice as well. Anybody who was partially turning to ice, that has stopped. Um, the puddle that you kind of fell into, Lizette, uh, melts away and uh, you are lifted to the surface. Uh, you are like essentially just sitting on a rough-hewn ice tunnel now. Okay. Um, that's a 29 for Arcana. Okay. Uh with anybody else looking at Arcana or just... Probably just going to let Lizette do that one. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, Lizette, with a 29, you know, uh, I would say you know three things. Uh, first of all, you do not want to touch this ring. Um, if you touch this ring, it is going to try to take possession of you. You also know that this is some sort of powerful magic. It is some element of divine but not in necessarily a like good divine it is divine in the sense that it is created by a powerful extra planar being and is therefore likely going to resist a lot of kind of 
natural ways to destroy it or normal ways that you might destroy it or dispel it. And I think the third thing you get, um, you know that this ring was found in a frost giant ruin. Um, you know that something that was created by this might have to be destroyed by a god of a very similar yet distinct society. I think with the 29, you know that to destroy this ring properly, you're going to have to do something with a fire giant deity. Um, and actually, I'm going to give you one final thing with the 29. As you look at this ring, you see, again, those black shadows reaching towards it. As these black shadows reach towards it, you notice two things about those black shadows. First of all, this is similar to what you have envisioned about any like tales of corruption or corrupted items. Uh, it is very similar in that regard. It looks like somehow this has been corrupted even beyond its evil intent already. It's become worse and more. But the second thing you notice is that as those tendrils are kind of reaching towards it and warping the air around it, you see words and glyphs and script in thousands of different languages. And this with a 29 strikes you as incredibly similar to the archives. Nobody touch the ring. Can't stress this enough. Do not touch the ring. Um, uh, right. Um, how are we going to pick it up then? Um, Bag of holding? Does anyone have like a Can... like one of those grabby anyone? Oh, um. Why don't we just like dog poop it where you like reverse the bag and just like I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing ideas in. Wait, do you do you pick up poo? Oh, well, you like... pick up dog poo? <laughs> <laughs> That you do. It's a thing in the cities. Am um, I supposed to be picking up poo? Well, and I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine, if in cities, we've, I'm sure it's fine out here. But there's a you get charged if you don't in uh, in cityscapes. Oh shit! Literally, I, literally, I'm yes. Oh, good one. That. Oh, you beat me to it. Um, cricket, if if you would just hold that up. A bag of some kind, preferably a bag that you don't need to reach into. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Salem is going to use the create a non-magical trinket uh, part of prestidigitation to create a small spade yes. that fits in their hand and spade the the ring into amazing. <laughs> all in the span of about six seconds because that's how long it lasts. <laughs> so. Absolutely perfect. Uh, that is the perfect use of prestidigitation. Uh, I love it. You are able to safely transport this ring into uh, the bag. Salem, as your magic trinket touches it, you do just hear a voice in your head say, come on, come on. No, 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 the bag up. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> he's like, okay. All right. I got it. Right. That's done. Tie it up and then attach it to my waist. 
so we've got a bit of an issue yeah uh i imagine that both argentina and mr mcguffin are going to want this thing you know what we could do bring it to argentina first and then mcguffin you think that a dragon's going to let go of something like this once it's in her horde? Well, she does seem to be kind of afraid of a MacGuffin. We could use that as leverage. That's true. And as long as she's aware of the situation, she might be able to give us a bit more details or let us know if it's part of the, the, the big grand old picture. I was thinking that we could take, uh, take our friend here to Argentina. Good idea. And take the ring to Mr. McGuffin. Both work. Right, that way we don't need to to give everything to Argentina, but she still gets something. And we fulfill our obligation to uh, Mr. McGuffin as well. I, I don't... The, the contract said something about um, not interfering in McGuffin's business. And this is, well, since we're employed by them, decidedly McGuffin's business. I'm... Should we really be handing this off? Well, I mean, what's the alternative? We hold on to it ourselves. For, for the meantime... Could you it, could you put it in the, the library? Would that be a bad idea? I mean, I could put it there, but I can't guarantee it's going to be in the same place every time. The, it, go ahead. Doesn't someone live in the library now? Um... Living is a very interesting way of putting it. <laughs> let's not give that churlish gnome okay. any more well, power. Let's, let's take the gnome out of the archives and put the ring in the archives. Uh, you know, one of those things is decidedly more important than the other. Precisely. Um, it's, it's not It's not the gnome. <laughs> it's, this is, is all part of the, the corruption. And... I know we work for him, and I know you admire Mr. McGuffin. I'm hesitant to trust anyone with this amount of power. Well, it's not so much that I admire Mr. McGuffin, as it is that uh, I think that it would be safest there. The McGuffin's vaults are harder to break into than just about anything. And, uh, I mean, I suppose we'd be on the road... But uh, does does anybody else that you know of have access to your your library? Not anyone else that I know of, but I can't imagine that I was the first one there, and I can't imagine that I'm going to be the last one. I mean, someone has to be putting the books there, right? Hmm. Well, then, uh, I don't know. What does everybody think? Do do we turn this thing over? I'll keep it. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, no offense, I don't think that's a great idea. Hey, come on. You barely know me. How untrustworthy can I be? I, I feel like those two are pretty... Um, I I just like start like, like using my fingers and like uh, wrapping them around each other. Like I, I think they're like kind of connected. I, I you're, you're pretty great. You know how to swing an axe around. Um... But I, I think we should still hand it off to uh, uh, the missus. Only briefly. Just like a, a quick, uh, hey, this is what we got. We're bringing it back to MacGuffin. But just so you know. All right. 
Uh, I'm amenable. I'm still a little bit worried about what she'll think of it, but uh, I guess as long as MacGuffins are involved, then she'll probably let us keep it. Fingers crossed. Yeah, just... Oh, they're crossed, all right. Toes, too. <sighs> well, I'm Shut just going to pick up the dwarf and look to Christrid and ask, do you mind if I put him on your companion's back? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Easier than carrying them. Yeah, I figure. Thank you. And I'll... We can take them. We can take them into a uh... name of town. Insert town name here. Just a really, really monotone over top of it. We can take them to insert name. You can just edit that wrong. in, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hold on, I'll just get a clean one. I'll just get a clean one. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> You're way rod. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a wonderful yeah. healer. I mean, granted, everyone unfreezes nicely, better than his arm did. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, speaking of, and I'll just um, sort of nod my head like, should we go? I feel like this place is like gonna melt into a tidal wave right around us. Before we do anything and we leave, don't just Anything happen? Uh, no. Damn it! Nothing happens now. It has uh, lost that like ultra reflective quality, and now it just looks like you can see the the chisel marks as they have uh, done a whole bunch of like you know pickaxes and actually like carving the tunnel out. This looks like much more like what you would imagine a mine looks like, as opposed to these crystal clear sheets of glass on the side. All right, it is all clear. I've checked it firsthand. <laughs> uh, perfect. Um, I think the last thing you guys notice before you head out is that on uh, this dwarf's belt, uh, you do see a uh, a pickaxe. Um, a small little hand pickaxe, which, uh, Longlin, uh, you, I think, instantly get a sense, like, this is an incredibly nice pickaxe for someone who's working in the mine. Uh, this is a very, like, very ornate and pristine pickaxe. Like, it has doesn't have any dents or scratches on it. Um... Toby the player would want to take it, but Longlin the character would not want to take something that doesn't belong to her. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to hold on to it and then give it back to him, right? I That's guess what so. we're doing? I mean, what am I going to do with a pickaxe? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe mine someone's brain? There's a lot you can do I'm with sorry, a pickaxe. I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say about a brain? <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta like like try and figure out what they want so what uh, you gotta mine into their brain anyway let's actually go breed along because i'm sure our little pal over there will want it back when he awakens <laughs> uh you, you do see actually i guess sorry there is one more thing that you see there is um there are the bodies of five other dwarves uh that were behind this wall uh you had seen kind of their forms lying on the ground as you look, they have clearly been dead for several weeks, uh, but they have been frozen and preserved, but they are very much dead. Um, 
So there are some bodies of the dwarves. It looks like these were kind of the first casualties. Um, can I, can yeah. I, how many are there? There are five. Um, can I take them to the archives? Yes. Yes, you may. Uh, I'm going to need you to roll me a luck check. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying a proper burial. I feel like it's easier this way than carrying a bunch of dead dwarves. I was just going to ask. I was like, please be returning them. Do I recognize any of them? Do I know the miners from Ooh, like, growing actually, up here? Yes, you do uh, know a few of these miners. Um, you would recognize uh, several of them. Um, three of them are from the Flintback family. Um, one is uh, Timon. One is Bakir. And one is Krill. Uh, and then the other two you don't actually recognize. Um, they look like maybe they are new or they're from a different town, but the the Flintbacks are from Skjordwerod. Oh, these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know what? They're kind of dicks. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can take them. They are kind of dicks. Uh, they were like, you know, kind of bros. Uh, they kind of always, they were some of the people that did make fun of, uh, of Christrid as well. Uh, mostly uh, Timon was kind of like the ringleader and also the, the jerk. Yeah, yeah. You can put them in your book library thing place. Oh. Wait, so they're, they're assholes? Yeah. Oh, then, then never mind. I'll just, I'll, I'll leave them there. I'm sure the... the... Yeah, sweet. We can just leave them here too. That's fine. Wait, the, the silent ones, they, they get hungry anyways. I, I, all right. Uh, uh, no, we can't just leave them here. Like, look, they might have been assholes, but they're still someone's children or like okay, parent we're gonna, or something. We're going to go back home. I'm going to go back home, right? And I'll just go find their ma and I'll be like, hey, like your sons are up there. You want to go get their bodies or something, right? It's fine. Christian, I think Lizette is saying that she intends to leave them in the archives. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lizette. Oh, that was the initial plan. Yes. Oh, I mean, tomato, tomato. I don't know. Whatever. No, not tomato, <laughs> tomato. No. Is it, no, no, no. Tomato, tomato, I believe is, is what Christian said. <laughs> is, it, is it good to feed the silent ones uh, corrupted dwarven flesh? I mean, it's quite an improvement on feeding on our flesh next time we go there. So, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should offer a few tomatoes up with them. Make it a salad. Wait, Marcus, do the silent ones need to eat? Do they? What? I, just realized, I don't know what they do other than be weird. Uh, you have never seen them eating, but you have seen them consuming. But it seems like rather than eating flesh, it seems like they consume memory and information. Right. I think you get the sense that bodies left there would probably be ignored because they're not going to make noise. Uh, they might eventually get cleaned up just so that they don't smell, but that's about it. I like the implication of that because that means that there is an accursed custodian that lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I think 
All right, for the sake of Lonlin's well-being of say no, what that that wasn't a sentence at all. What? Ah, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of Lonlin's peace of mind, I will leave them here, and we'll just inform the families that they're here. I can't imagine they'll be here for very long. And they'll probably be kind of preserved anyway. They're going to be in a very cold environment. Yeah, I think um, after that initial blast of warm like air that moved through the tunnels, it's gone back to being relatively cold. You're in, an, uh, you are in a glacier. It seems like the the warm air just kind of like took away what had been happening, like all the the cursed stuff. So you're in a you're in a glacier. It is basically a, a fridge a refrigerator in here. Um, it doesn't look like it's in danger of melting, but. Uh, as the five of you head out uh, with the dwarf of, or the body of, or sorry, not the body, he is still alive, with Hal uh, strapped on Otis's back. Um, after a little bit, you arrive on the outskirts of uh, Skirwerod, and you hear a call come up from the town. Uh, People are coming! People are coming! Who's that? Who's that? I don't know! There is that it's Chris. Someone get bay, get bay. Um, and like a moment later, you see a beautiful dwarven woman running forward. Uh, she is wearing gleaming plate armor. Um, she has blonde hair. Uh, she is like covered in, well, it looks like not so much, uh, bandages uh it looks like she's just kind of got like extra layers on um like maybe some fur has been wrapped around some of the slightly less uh, well covered areas of her armor but as soon as she sees chris she th like runs forward she you see she throws down this shield that has uh like some holy symbol on it uh she runs forward and she's like babe hey oh my god baby you're here i was so worried about you Oh, my darling. <laughs> oh, I've missed you. Oh, you're all right. Everyone's all right. What oh. happened? Oh, I don't, I, we were here and then there was this weird shadowy creature that came in and people got scared, but I was, uh, I was standing guard, but uh, even, even I started feeling like my body turned to ice. And as we watched everybody around me turn to ice, I was the last one, but, but before I knew it, we were just all frozen and it's been like three weeks almost, babe. What are you doing out here? How'd you, oh, babe. I didn't even see you come through. Oh yeah. We, we went around. It was okay. We, oh. we, we went, we went, uh, Oh my God, you're so beautiful. We went around and we babe. went into the mine and we found the, we found, fought this big thing. And then there was ice everywhere. And then there was like ice monsters. And then we like fought them, but like, it's fine. And then we kind of got stuck in the ice. And then we went into this like, weird like dreamlike place it's so weird you you actually would have liked it a lot but i didn't like it very much and then we like yeah yeah you okay though uh she uh <laughs> is just smiling as you speak to her she's like holding you uh and as you say are you okay she just pulls you into this big hug uh and she says yeah babe i'm oh, and i'm just so happy to see you i was I did not expect it, and I, 
this is the best way this could have possibly ended. I knew you would, I knew that if someone was going to do it, it would be you, babe. Oh, you know, you say you went to a place of dreams, but hey, if if you're here, I feel like I'm in the place of dreams right now, eh? Um, Oi. Oh, Salem's going to create fireworks over their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a small fireworks presentation. <laughs> oh, man. Go oh, off. yeah, wait. These are the... These are the people that I met. These are the guys. I like, oh, I don't remember any of their names though. But oh, she... I found them and they brought me back to you. Uh, Biana uh, chuckles, uh, laughs, and pats you on the on the arm, uh, turns to the rest of you and says, well, hi, my name's Biana. I am a cleric of Timora. And I just, if you helped... Uh, if you helped my love here and you helped keep her safe, then I am so thankful. Thank you so much. Also, yeah, we like there's we defeated the thing and I think all the cold's going away now. And uh this dwarf guy is uh I don't point on the back of Ovis, like was just consumed by this all powerful ring and he had turned into a snow monster and stuff, but uh he seems okay now. You might actually want to take a look at him, though. He's kind of unconscious. Okay, yeah. I can... Uh, and she kind of, like, kind of gets into, like, business mode for a moment. Uh, you see she actually, like, pushes up her sleeves uh, and says, All right, well, uh, reconciliations, reconnections are over. Let's get down to business. Uh, slaps her hands together um, and begins uh, inspecting Hal... And I think with that, unless there's anything else anybody would like to do, I think we'll call that for today. We left on a happy note. Oh, we did Tune in next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties with... One major threat defeated. What's next in store for our heroes? How does this artifact tie into corruption? And will Marcus ever give these heroes the vacation someplace warm that they deserve? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, visit www.dirty20spodcast.com, all spelled out, to be a real cool customer. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusek. My players were Craig Chapman. Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, Elliot White, and special guest Tessa Gunn. Thank you for joining us, Tessa. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels.
just realized I was muted. <laughs> I, you, Marcus, you're like, I'm back. I'm like, hey, welcome back. It's just nothing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Craig, can you let Toby know that I'm not talking to them? Um, <laughs> Toby. Mm. Toby, Toby just, just so you know, I've been asked to inform you uh, that, that Marcus is going to kill Lonlin. Okay, well, don't tell Marcus, but I- I'm going to kill the god, um, so I will, <laughs> Lonlin will soon ascend uh, to the throne, and uh, All right. it'll be okay. great. You have- Craig, Craig, Craig yeah. um, can, just a follow-up, can you tell uh, Toby that uh, Lonlin um, is going to lose all of their powers? Uh, just all of them? Uh, hey, 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 Toby. Toby. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> Lonlin is going to be ostracized from society and, and cut away by everyone that uh, that she loves. But it's okay, because Salem's here for you. Don't, don't worry. Oh, can you tell Marcus that um, that's okay and that Lonlin is suddenly the frozen dwarf now? So, um... Oh, shit. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, hey Marcus. Uh, yeah. uh, T- Toby is planning on becoming the BBEG. Um, you have to play now. Oh, Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, Craig, can you tell Toby that um, I will forward them all of my DM notes, uh, and uh, but I'm gonna like I'm gonna take out all every second word is just going to be missing. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, hey, 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 Toby, Marcus mm-hmm. is planning on on sacrificing uh, you upon the altar of of D and D. You're gonna have to DM with only half the information. Uh, and Marcus is going to make things uh, uh, really I- interesting for you in the, the sense of the expression of, you know, may you live in interesting times. Marcus, can you tell Craig that I'm back? Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, Craig, uh, uh, Elliot's back. Oh, okay. Um, Marcus, can you, can you tell Elliot uh, hi? Yeah, of course. Hey, Elliot, uh, Craig says hi. Oh, thanks. Uh, Marcus, can, can you, you tell, tell Craig that I also say hi? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Craig, uh, Toby, or Elliot also says hi. Tessa, unfortunately, Toby and I aren't actually speaking. So you'll have to go through Craig to tell Toby that you say hi. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Can you tell Craig to tell Toby that I'm back? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Sorry. Awesome. Craig, can you-, um, can you tell Toby that Tessa is back and, and uh, oh, Tessa oh, says okay. hi? Sure, sure, sure. I guess, I guess Tessa's not talking to me either. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so Toby, <laughs> hey, uh, Toby. Um, I, I've been told to inform you that Tessa's back and that, that she says hi. Uh, I think at some point Richard showed up, but I don't know who's talking to Richard right now. So I don't think anybody is or should. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. That does all stay in for sure. That's just like uh, the extra thing you get at the end if you listen to it all the way in. The end. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's an advertisement for sending stones and for a new a new development of sending stones that allow uh, multiple communication rather than just communication to one person at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but I feel like you know we want like a, a smaller word and like maybe it's about like having like a group or like a cluster or like uh maybe it's like a cell of friends or something 
What about what about a telestone? Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, a telestone. What does the tele stand uh, for? Hmm? Um, tel telepathy. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, it's a telepathy group. Oh, yeah, okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Richard. Hi, I love you. Hello. Hi, Richard. <laughs> Hi, Hi there. Richard. I'm glad to be on speaking terms again. <laughs> oh, no. Oh.